Stampede. Garner is at number 46. Recorded April 26, 2020. It's easy to sit back in your lazy boy chair and criticize. And I'm not just talking about those sports fans complaining about a coach who made a bad decision during a game. Well, nowadays, the sporting events have all been shut down. The coronavirus has greatly reduced second-guessing about what should have been done during a crucial time in a sporting event. Sure, some of you can say, it's easy for me to criticize America's economic system of consumerism, especially now that everybody's been told to stay home. Yeah, it's easy to criticize when things start going south. But you know what? I've been warning you people about what was coming long before COVID-19 caused panic in the streets. No, when things were sweet, 
when lots of people were smelling the coffee, when the backyard barbecues with meat on the grill never ended, when hopping in the car to get a six-pack was as easy as flicking a switch on the ignition of your car, when things were easy or appeared to be easy, I was telling you it wasn't adding up right. No, some of you people probably thought I was crying wolf, or even worse, I was saying that the sky was falling. In fact, now that I mention it, maybe the sky really has been falling, what with the ozone layer sometimes disappearing. But don't worry if the air you breathe has some nasty virus floating in it. Someone's going to fix that for you, and you'll be able to get back to seeing how wonderful it is being a consumer. One of the things I really miss since the 50-odd years of consumerism in America is not being able to meet people I'd consider as tradesmen, a craftsman, a man capable of building something of value. They're hard to find today.
people that have that skill, that talent, have been disappearing. You see, consumerism only wants you to take more. It encourages you to make a profit as quickly as possible. But craftsmen, skilled craftsmen, find meaning in their work. A whole class of people that live that way have been erased. Today, it's measuring how quickly something can be done, never mind the quality. Consumerism has changed what we once found important in our lives. The demands for more have lessened our time to reflect. We've become infected with something that just says react. Just follow the bouncing ball. Never stop to think where it's going or why. Just react. Our economy can't afford to have craftsmen anymore. It doesn't have time for that kind of person. Instead, and I'll quote, when plunder becomes a way of life for a group in a society, over the course of time, they create for themselves a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it. Now, you might say I'm exaggerating what consumerism has been bringing to this country. Even before 1971, when the petrodollar with consumerism was instituted as the foundation of America's economy, the words, if you've got it, flaunt it, signaled what was about to happen. America's innocence was about to be washed away by unbridled greed. Not to say we didn't have excesses before. We certainly did. But people were hooked into the addiction of wanting more. No, there were still people somewhat free from that. They were proud of the progress consumerism brought, thinking it would give them a better life. They didn't understand how they could be used, manipulated by a system that would take away the meaning of their pride to produce something that could injure them, a profit.
course, all of that may not matter. COVID-19 has dramatically challenged the economic system of consumerism. Recently, the price of crude oil had an historic event. The price traded in the future world markets fell below zero. Let me clarify that. There may be a lot of people that don't understand what happened. Crude oil in the futures exchanges traded at nearly a minus $40 a barrel. In practical terms, this meant if someone who owned oil and wanted to sell it to someone, the seller would have to pay the buyer nearly $40 a barrel to get the oil. Maybe I haven't described that accurately, so you can understand what took place on the future markets. I'll try to offer an analogy. Let's say a country has an enormous amount of an unwanted commodity. Let's call it garbage. And it wanted another country to take that garbage. The country that had the garbage would have to pay another country to take it. Because of the shutdown by the COVID-19 pandemic, the price of oil became valueless. In fact, there was so much of it around, the sellers of it had to offer to pay someone to buy it. In effect, it was a reality hitting a wall And you better believe that isn't going to end up being a pretty picture. For over 50 years now, oil fueled the world economies. And within a few months, that process came to a screeching halt. And whether you like it or not, there's a whole lot of pain that's going to come from that. What's happened is a collapse of a system that's been in place for a long time. And there are going to be attempts to restore it. You might say it's a little like someone collapsing on the street of a city. People rush to resuscitate the stricken individual, trying to make him get up and walk. But that may not work. I think it's safe to say, when you have over 25 million people applying for unemployment, you have a major problem that isn't going to be fixed overnight. Things have gotten sticky. But one thing is becoming abundantly clear. The economy of America is in trouble. And no matter what politicians keep telling the people, consumerism isn't going to repair the trillions of dollars the government has borrowed. Lock up. Lock down. Throw the baby out with the water. Screw it in reverse. Tighten it down. Give it a Heimlich maneuver. 
pump oxygen into everybody's lungs. There's no way 350 million people in this country are going to pay back what our government has borrowed. Besides which, it's a joke trying to find out who the government borrowed the money from. Even before the COVID-19 walked into our lives, the U.S. government owed $22 trillion, give or take a trillion here or there. And that was when consumerism was going gangbusters. I mean, the excesses were spectacular, even with the government racking up $22 trillion, not to mention what COVID-19 did. You know, I get tired of being a Pollyanna and telling you people everything is just wonderful, that every day is going to be a walk in the sunshine. I get tired of always telling you how sweet everything is. Things are hunky-dory. There ain't nothing to worry about. And the truth of the matter is, no matter how bizarre things are going to get, and bizarre may not be the word. The people that believe in consumerism are going to keep telling you everything is all right. Go out and have yourself a good time, no matter the tornado that's raging down the street. Yeah, there's going to be a new way of thinking soon. Consumerism has manipulated, distorted the very meaning of what we're a part of. It's destroyed the peace that can be found in nature. It makes you believe 
that all you'll ever need is a prophet. You could be deceived into believing there was a prophet when in fact it never existed. The frauds that consumerism built were legion and it's convinced the innocent it was what was good. The corruption it brought wasn't just about motivation. It wasn't just to gain power. It wasn't just about the money. No, consumerism stole from us something we have always been a part of. Forget about what you belonged to in the past. Consumerism said it would build a new world for you, an artificial world of artificial gratifications. Just get more and you'll find out how wonderful that can be. It makes you want to have more, no matter the cost. Well, the costs have been adding up over the years. Taking has become a way of life. The plundering of nature, the need to destroy, the assassinations, the exterminations of the living to make way for the artificial, just blacktop it, just cut it down, just smooth it over, make it all look the same. That way, you could give it a number like an interstate highway. Keep pushing for more, never mind what you're breathing, that you're sterilizing the land, that the water you drink is tainted, Never mind that, because there's a profit to be found in it. The motivation has been deadly. Consumerism will never let you live in peace. You can never be satisfied. You'll never understand being in a forest with its sounds unless you've bought it from Jeff Bezos' Amazon. Forget about emancipation. You're the new slaves. That's right. Consumerism didn't liberate you. It enslaved you. It made you think you were living a better life with it. But it was deceiving you, causing you to abandon what we've been a part of since the beginning of time. Watch for the flip side of this story. Like crude oil being a minus $40 a barrel. The little people, the ones that could barely get by in this economy, the ones that actually did the work to make consumerism roll, the ones that cleaned the offices, the ones that picked up the garbage, the ones that slaughtered the meat for us to eat, those little people aren't going to allow the ones at the top with their million-dollar homes, their easy jobs of moving money around, or getting their nails polished by their swimming pools to keep doing that. No, when the mist clears, it'll be an early morning with the real sounds of the natural world, the world we left behind, for consumerism.
This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard Solvig's song from the 1876 composition from Edward Grieg's suite, Per Gint, sung by Ellie Ameling with the San Francisco Symphony Orchestra. You then heard Philip Glass's Prophecies, and then another work by Grieg, his piano concerto, in A minor. Then a short clip from Mozart's E Domineo, followed by Glass's composition Pruitt Eigel, and finally Greg's 1875 Morning Mood. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.